trucks, SUVs, trailers, tractors, four-wheelers, and side-by-sides. Cash or trade, Prime Rate Motors and the Super Trader Store is interested in visiting with you about your pre-owned vehicle. Dress up that garage with a new vehicle from Prime Rate Motors, 2305 Coffee Avenue, here in Sheridan. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of springs. There's a kind that you wind up tighter than two coats of paint. There's the ones you pull apart and they spring back, and there's the kind you push together and they bounce back. And there's the kind of spring that is time to get your 4 before side-by-side tuned up for the year. Just call Handos and Joe will spring into action. Heck, he'll even come and get it. Tune it up, fix it up, even rev it up. 4 before spring tune-ups at Handos Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Remember when your dad used to yell through the bathroom door? Hey, in there, did you fall in? Well, if you actually did fall in, then you might need the calming, health-giving effects you can only get from the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a health food grocery and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the health nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Check out the Cars Club Rod Run 2022 Saturday, July 2nd in downtown Sheridan. Registration is open to the public Friday evening from 4 to 6.30 p.m., followed by live music by Cruisin' at Black Tooth Brewing Company. Late registration is Saturday from 7 to 10 on Main Street. The show and shine downtown runs from 10 to 3 with over 40 awards and a cruise for cash to end the day. The Cars Club Rod Run 2022 July 2nd in historic downtown Sheridan. Sponsored in part by your friends at Sheridan Media. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, the Wyoming Department of Transportation is out there in force and around Sheridan County and the rest of District 4. They're repairing and revamping our roadways. And joining me this morning is YDOT Senior Public Information Specialist for District 4, Laura Dallas, and resident engineer Jake Wisnott. Good morning, Laura and Jake. Good morning. Morning, Floyd. It's nice weather out there to get some work done, isn't it? Beautiful day. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Jake, uh, regarding the weather, uh, just a real quick question. How much work can you get done on a roadway when it's pouring down? Can you guys continue to work through that? Uh, very little. It sort of depends on the activity that we're happening to be doing at that time. But um, generally, rain, snow, um, that type of weather will uh, pretty well shut us down. And yeah. So we live for days like this. This is a perfect construction day. Good good weather. Uh, maybe a little bit on the warm side, but uh, weather doesn't hold us up at all, and we can just do our thing. I always feel bad for those flaggers standing out there nowadays because the heat coming off of those roadways has just got to be torturous. Yeah. I mean, that's got to hurt standing out there. But just make sure you're drinking plenty of water, guys. Now, Laura, you recently held two meetings to discuss uh, a very large Main Street project. One was held Tuesday, June 14th. That was from 9 until 10 a.m. And for those who couldn't make it in the morning, you held the other one on Wednesday, June 15th, from 4 until 5 p.m. How was attendance at those? We had a really pretty good attendance. Um, we probably had 25 or so people that actually signed in. Um, 
and very just interested in what we were planning on doing and primarily what the closure sequence was going to look like and how it was going to affect their storefront. Uh, uh, do you think a lot of those individuals were just business owners or was there some common curiosity citizens out there? Uh, we had several um, building owners like landlords um, that were re- representing their block or their building that they have. Several of those people own like an entire block. Wow. That's kind of interesting. And then we had some of their um, tenants that were in attendance as well. And then we did have a few people that are business owners in town, but not effect- they don't have any businesses on Main Street. So there are a few of those people showed up just to get some um, you know, information. We had a, a business owner from the North Main Project several summers ago show up and just really was a good advocate for us, um, saying how uh, easy we were to work with, that we were very good at making sure that business access was in play the entire time, that we were good partners, and that, yeah, it's not going to be fun, but you're going to get through it, and it's going to be worth it in the end. So that was nice to get a little cheerleader show up on our and support us in what we do. So, And, and out there in North Sheridan... Was that uh, what do you an over overpass or what do you call that? that oh, bridge? we totally redid that, the whole interchange. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's absolutely so beautiful. So the interchange we relocated and then um, then redid the uh, utilities there and then a whole new road. So it was a big project. Now, for those who may not know, can you tell us what YDOT's plans are uh, with Sheridan's Main Street? <laughs> yes. So. Right now, we are looking to, this project will begin in 2023, the spring of 2023. Projects typically start April 1, um, so we really won't know what the exact start date is on that until we have a contractor, and they put the schedule together for us. Um, so we're hoping is no later than April 1, we'll get going. We'll start there on um, Dow Street, first in Dow. We have a little bridge repair. We're going to do it first, and then once that's finished, then we'll start with um, you know, ripping up that concrete. And then the city's contractor will come in and do the utility work. We're going to do two to three blocks at a time, no more than three blocks at a time when we have closed. And then we're just going to basically leapfrog down Main Street. And so once we get one, the front block done, then we'll, and that's paved, then we'll go to the next block at the end of that and just leapfrog down. Um, Jake, do you have anything else to say what goes that? When you're tearing up that street, Jake, what uh, what goes into even just the demolition of the old work? Because, I mean, there's utilities underneath there. There's things that have to be shut down, uh, Is like electricity, plumbing, things like that. Yeah, I don't think we're dealing with uh, any electricity on this one. It's uh, kind of mostly in the side streets. But, uh, yeah, so the existing road is about uh, eight inches of concrete on top of six inches of crushed base. So... Uh, we would come in there, demo the concrete. Um, they typically remove that with, uh, like, excavators, load trucks, and haul it out of there. Then we'll pull up the six inches of crushed base. As Laura mentioned, um, the the city's going to be doing some utility work, sanitary sewers. Uh, we do have a little bit of storm sewer work and some water mains that they're go- going to be replacing. So at that point, there may be um, some utility conflicts. Uh, the u- utility companies are working on that right now. They're identifying what conflicts they might have and developing some game plans of how we can keep everybody powered up with uh, power, gas, water throughout the entire time. <coughs> Excuse me. So we're we're looking at trying to put some controls in, some backups, uh, uh, to make sure that uh, you can still use your facility. Now, when it comes to tearing that stuff up, do you guys recycle all that material? Yeah, almost all of it will be recycled. So um, some of it will go back, get processed, and we'll we'll convert the the concrete that we pull out, and we'll put that back in. Uh, crush it. It'll be processed and put back in as the crushed base when we're all done, and uh, we store. The excess materials in several yards, it's good products for um, kind of temporary repairs on roads throughout, you know, YDOT system. Um, County and city entities also like to use that stuff from our our stockpiles at times, too, so we share it with them as well. Now, how long is this supposed to take in total? We are scheduled for two project years. 
And a project year is April to October, so we'll go as far into October as we can. A lot of it is weather dependent, and so we'll have it figured out like where we need to end point based on the, the calendar. And then we'll pick up again the following spring and finish the job out. So hopefully we could be done by July, end of July of 24. And when you come to that, uh, that I guess you could call it the end of what, phase one? We can call it uh, we, the end of the first project. We're referring to, yeah, you can call them a phase. We're calling them sequences right Sequ- now. Okay, yeah, yeah sequence. We come to the end of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically just uh, uh, leave everything in operation. Mm-hmm. So there's no, so there won't be like the old bump on Main Street uh, that everyone knows about. You know, when you replace uh, an old road with a new road, usually mm-hmm. they've got that bump the between the steam. two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the seam. There yeah. you go. Uh, how do we prevent that, Jake? Yeah, you bet. So kind of as the, the end of the construction year approaches, we're looking at that weekly, reviewing it with our contractor, kind of trying to det- determine how far are we going to make it at the end of this first year. Let's get everything buttoned up. Let's get our fresh concrete poured right up against the old concrete. No bump. Um, should be left. All traffic control would come down at that point for the winter season, and um, it would just function as a normal main street throughout the winter season. And then uh, April 1 or whenever the weather uh, is advantageous that next season, we would get back in there and start all over again. And get the jackhammers out and that's, start up. That's right. Now, are we going to have any other meetings uh, regarding this project, Laura? Yes, we will have lots of meetings. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have those scheduled? Not yet. Not yet. But yeah. we do have more meetings coming up. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a couple um, businesses downtown and just doing a little pop-up session at some of the coffee co- houses in town, and I'll just throw out on social media that, hey, I'm going to be at this location on this day at this time if you have any questions about the Main Street project. Um, So I'm kind of coordinating some of those. Until we have an actual schedule, which is going to be later, we'll have one by December 1st, Um, it's really hard to answer a lot of these questions. Right. So um, right now it's just going to be kind of hit and miss conversations with folks. And then once we have, like, legit, like, this is how it's going to happen, people, then we can uh, really hit those meetings. And then I'm also going to have weekly update meetings, project meetings throughout the project. Um, ERA Carroll Realty is graciously allowed us to use their conference room, and they're going to be our host for those public meetings that we'll hold weekly, and it's just basically an update meeting. You can stop in between a certain period of time and get information, see where we're at on the schedule, um, comments, suggestions, so... Well, that's pretty cool that uh, they're doing that for you. Yeah, giving you a space that you yeah, can hold these. Yeah, it's a perfect meetings. location. You know, it's right on the project. So, yeah, exactly. You know, it's in the heart of it, so it's great. Yeah. Now, uh, out of all the questions that you have received, is time? You you said you can't answer most of these questions because you don't really have a timetable as of yet. So, is that the number one question that you probably get? When, how long, and and when done? Right. This is my store. This is my address. When are you going to be in front of it? Yeah. Um, so they can determine, you know, what to expect and maybe yeah, do some Yeah, they got plans to make too, don't they? Right. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that the Chamber of Commerce and the Downtown Sheridan Association are being really great partners in this with us and helping um, helping the business owners downtown look at some new innovative ideas or approaches or suggestions of how to drive traffic downtown foot traffic primarily you know main street the entire main street won't be closed it'll just be portions of it so people can still access main street with their vehicles um it's just going to be those three block sections where you're going to have to like not be able to park on main street but there's so much great parking in sheridan you know just a block off either west or east of main street so there's plenty of places for individuals to park we'll have some accommodations for um handicapped as well that'll be put into the mix with the traffic plans so um yeah those two organizations are really working hard at helping drive traffic um the tourism department they've got some great ideas about how they're going to just really encourage tourists to you know hey you still need to pop downtown because there's a lot to offer and a lot to see so absolutely um, and and i imagine this by the end of this project that is just going to be beautiful to look at uh, It'll be nice and shiny and yeah. smooth. <laughs> now, Jake, do you ever find yourself doing that after a, a big project like this? You just stand hands on hips and go, you know what? That looks great. Yep, yeah. yep. You you 
usually you're already on to the next one, but it is nice to kind of take a moment, look, reflect back on it. And um, it's all, always a good product at, at the end of the day. And sometimes uh, it takes a little while to get there, but it's nice to reflect on the product and on to the next one. Because, you know, speaking with engineers and artists and, and a lot of creative people, I know engineering, it's very formulaic. You know, we all, you run by the numbers yep. and and the numbers never lie, <laughs> but <clears throat> there's also some creativity within there, isn't there? You, you find problems and you got to get creative on how to solve these things. Yeah, no, you bet. And uh, kind of to echo some uh, comments from our district engineer that he mentioned in some of the public meeting meetings that we had or in the two public meetings earlier, um, YDOT's, our business is building roads, so um, definitely the the main, Sheridan Main Street is in need of replacement. It's about 50 years old. It's getting to the point where it's more costly to maintain it than it is just to replace. So um, we've identified that need that we need to replace it, but at the same time we recognize that it is going to have an impact on the Sheridan community, especially the businesses downtown, and some of that creativity that you mentioned, Floyd, is how do we minimize those impacts as much as possible? So um, we've kind of come up with the rolling three blocks so that the majority of Main Street will be open throughout the project and we'll just confine the construction to three blocks at a time, uh, allowing for a lot of that parking. Um, we're doing minimal work on the sidewalks, only really bringing the corners up to ADA Americans with Disability Act compliance, They're, the sidewalks are 20-ish years old, so the, the standards have changed on that ADA stuff. So we are going to be upgrading those on the corners, but, but the vast majority of the sidewalks won't be touched, so there'll still be pedestrian foot traffic allowed down Main Street, and they can access those businesses that way. So we're definitely um, getting creative and trying to do everything we can to um, has have as minimal of an impact as possible. And what a great place to apply that creativity. How do, how do I minimize the impact on my downtown area? Cause hey. I mean, you're a resident here, right? Uh, and, and Laura, so are you. This mm -hmm. is your town, too. Yeah, and, it affects us as, as community members, too. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with the Wyoming Department of Transportation. This is Public Pulse on 930KROE. At 103.9 FM, Sheridan. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Is it time for a career change? McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan and Buffalo are currently looking to fill shift management positions that pay up to $18 per hour, and you can work today and get paid tomorrow. Improve your life with a new career. Benefits include IRA contributions, health insurance, paid vacations, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and up to $18 per hour. Apply today in person for a shift management career at McDonald's in Sheridan and Buffalo. The City of Sheridan Wheaton Pest Division would like to announce that mosquito fogging will begin starting the week of June 20th and continue through the mosquito breeding season. Fogging will take place Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evenings when necessary. For more information to report heavy concentrations of mosquitoes or to request that your home be in a no-spray zone, please call the mosquito hotline at 307-655-8297 or visit the website at Sheridan how would you like to win $500 in Chamber Bucks just in time for Rodeo Week? Chamber Bucks can be used anywhere in Sheridan County or even cash at your bank. Hi, this is Ryan Franklin with ERA Carroll Realty, inviting you to enter the ERA Carroll Realty Summer Sweepstakes. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com where you can enter daily through July 4th. 
Winner will be drawn on July 5th. Have a great summer from ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than just real estate. We're about family, friendships, and community. Finally, we can get back to normal life in Wyoming. And that means get out and go somewhere, do something, but get the car ready for summer travel after limited use for so long. Midas to the rescue with a complimentary safety inspection, plus discounts on oil change packages and savings on other critical components like up to 120 bucks off tires and 100 off brakes. Stop in and the good folks at Midas will fill you in on all the details. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan bookkeeping. Let's face it, it's not one of your favorite things to do. In fact, it's not most people's favorite thing. There you sit, looking at all that paper, taxes, bills, budget. And if you own your own business, you could feel like you're drowning in paperwork. Don't be frustrated. Contact Cloud Peak Accounting. After all, they're the people that actually enjoy that kind of thing. With their easy-to-use website, you can do business with them from the comfort of your own home. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Good morning, and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends over there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and I'm here with YDOT Senior Public Information Specialist for District 4, Laura Dallas, and our own resident engineer, Jake Wisnott. We've been discussing the upcoming YDOT Main Street project. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of information. There's going to be more meetings coming down the pike, folks. So make sure that you're paying attention. Share it in media. We'll make sure that we get that information up to you as we receive it. We've got some other projects going on around the area, though. So uh, I'm going to jump right in. How's the beautification project on the Fifth Street Corridor going so far? Jake, you know more about that Man, one. They look busy over there. Every yeah. time I drive past there, those guys are jumping around. It is going well. They are getting after it down there. They're uh, uh, removing sidewalk uh, primarily, and they're working their way um, kind of from the train tracks up towards the interstate on the north side of the road, north side of 5th Street there, and things are going well. They're moving right along and and coming together. I think we're going to end with a, a very nice beautification enhancement through that corridor. And it's it's such a great place to actually beautify because if you take that exit, that's one of the first things you see in Sheridan, right down there. Now, now, Laura, have you received any feedback as of yet on the installation of that stoplight? Uh, nothing like official. Official, but lots of you know chit chatting around, running into people, and everyone just loves it, and it's. Fantastic. No one's complained about it. So yeah, I th- I can't remember how we decided that needed to be there. Uh, do you? It was conversations with the city and public input, and so in a way, the yeah. people kind of asked for that light down there. Yeah, no, I think uh, the the public was a strong driver in uh, getting that signal installed there, and then kind of between the signal project and the beautification, uh, once those are complete. Uh, Whiteout will be handing over the the maintenance side of things to the city, and they'll take over their corridor. Now there are more than just a few projects that are happening outside the the city of Sheridan this year. Laura, how is this? This is one that you weren't excited to talk about. <laughs> How's the Ranchester Bridge going? Ranchester Bridge is coming along. <laughs> <laughs> That's the official statement out of Whiteout. That's the official <laughs> statement. We're we're getting pretty close to pouring the deck, I guess, within probably the next three or four weeks, they're saying. So that's, you know, it'll, it's starting to look like a bridge. Good. So good. that's, we're really, you know, it's coming along. Uh, Jake, what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced out there? Uh, we've had a few, uh, weather over the winter being one of them. Um, then uh, weather this spring, we had kind of a small material slide i wouldn't call it a landslide but kind of a small small material slide that we had to take care of and uh uh, just kind of in general things uh were going a little bit slow but we seem to be picking up now like laura mentioned all the the girders for the phase one are up there Um, we are planning to pour a deck here in the next month or so as laura mentioned so Things are, are moving along, and uh, I do agree. It's starting to look like a bridge. It's taken a little while to get there, but we're we're moving along. Just uh, kind of those situations that are beyond your control. Uh, 
variables. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. That's, yeah. uh, there is plenty of variables in the construction world, and uh, you never actually know until you just get in there and start working on things. And um, uh, kind of as you mentioned with that creativity, that issues are going to pop up on the job, and you got to figure out a way to to work around them. And uh, now, Highway 14. What's going on out there? Um, so 14 up on the mountain. We're going to be starting a mill and overlay. Um, do we have a date on that one yet for sure? Uh, so it got pushed back in their schedule. Their, uh, the contractor is going to be crushing material up in a pit that's in the National Forest up uh, kind of between Burgess and Antelope Butte there. And uh, the snowpack uh, did not allow them to get in as early as they were anticipating. Wow. So um, they uh, – uh, pulled another job ahead, and so we kind of moved back in the contractor's schedule. Uh, last I heard, they do plan to be up there and start kind of crushing aggregate here within the next couple of weeks, and we're probably looking late July, early August before they start milling and paving, and that project would start right at Burgess Junction and then uh, work its way towards Ranchester, and we finish up just uh, the other side of Sibley Lake. So folks should expect some heavy truck traffic through there as they're moving material around. Yep. As they're crushing, so everything will stay off the highway. They'll crush and stockpile the material. But once we actually start milling, yeah, you're 100% right, Floyd. We'll, the millings will be being hauled away. And then as uh, paving commences, the paving trucks trucks will be hauling um, our asphalt onto the job and um We'll have flaggers and traffic control and pilot cars as needed, but there will be some some delays to be expected. Now, Laura, I've got some other questions regarding uh, the I-90 Acme interchange, mm-hmm. but but before I get to that, is this an unusually busy year for YDOT, or is this kind of the general the general year? It's about an average year. This is about an average yeah. year. Because how many projects do you guys have going on? For this construction period of the year, is it 14 in Sheridan? Yeah, just even just here in our district four. Oh, in our district, yeah, there's a good dozen or so probably. Yeah. yeah. Plus, we have a lot of um, other projects like we have chip seals that are just random stretches throughout our district. Just the things that have got to be done. Right. And right. then some signal upgrades and um, signage. We're putting new signs, replacing signs, or of course, there's always the guardrail and our general maintenance activities that we're out doing with the um, paving ops that are going to be showing up here in the Sheridan and Johnson County area here real quick in a couple weeks. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. That, yeah. So, and each year, you know, Sheridan can be pretty light, but Gillette's going to be pretty heavy or Sundance will be heavy and it just kind of varies where the projects are assigned at. Now, um, <clears throat> I don't expect you to know this answer right offhand, uh, but maybe maybe you do. Last year, uh, I mean, was it last year? Maybe even two years ago. My memory doesn't serve me very well at times. Roadkill getting picked up. There were some problems with uh, maybe we weren't going to have the manpower. Uh, is is that a problem this year? As far as our maintenance folks being able to pick up roadkill? Yeah. Is, uh, well, are, we, are we short? Yeah, we are we're short man hour, manpower, definitely on our maintenance crew. Really? Our Sheridan crew is down four, possibly five now. Our Gillette crew is down eight. My so, um, yeah, we're shorthanded in the maintenance category. So anyone who's looking for a maintenance job with YDOT, <laughs> give us a call. It, well, we can and, put and, you to work. Yeah, but some of the duties might not be exactly glorious, but, yeah. I mean, they absolutely have to be done. They're necessary. And it's good work. Yeah, it's good work. Great benefits, you know, and... Um, good place to work for yeah but as far as roadkill it's kind of one of the lower items on the 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 to-do list unless it's in the roadway and it's causing other traffic issues um it depends on location most of them wind up wind up on the side of the road themselves because of the just the incident how it unfolds so um you know now there is the roadkill app on your phone that you can if you have the 511 app and with game and fish you can harvest the roadkill if you so choose, and if it's in the appropriate location and it qualifies, you can 
you know, take Bambi home with you yeah. if you want to. Take home the meat. <laughs> I'm yep. sure I Instead would, of just letting it sit there. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. there's been a lot of people that I've talked to in the past based on where I grew up, yeah. you know, that used to think, God, why don't they just let us do that? Because there was a lot of, you know. Yeah. And I think um, Christina with Game and Fish can probably answer this question better than me, but what exactly the number of roadkill harvesting is. And it's really quite impressive. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I th- I'm going to have to ask her yeah. that question the next time she comes in because that's, Boy, that's like a brand new app, but to find out that people are really taking advantage of it, that's, that's Yeah, I'd say thing. like the first month, there was 30-some people harvested their roadkill. Holy cow. So, yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> Could you, wow. All right, so uh, I, I told you I'd ask about it, folks. I-90 near the Acme Interchange. Uh, what's going on out there? Jake? You take that one away, too. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, our contractor got started up there uh, probably about a month ago now. Um, we're, we're actually doing a couple reconstruction areas. So down there right between the Acme Interchange and um, the Tongue River Bridge, anybody who's traveled that section regularly over the past several years will notice that it it's pretty bumpy, pretty rough. So we're actually uh, removing all the pavement, removing some of that base material that we talked about, um, installing some geofabrics, and we're going to try and get that section of roadway fixed up. I hope to have that done here probably within the next month, and then uh, they'll start repaving that section. So it starts kind of between Ranchester and that Acme Interchange and ends uh, on the north end of Sheridan essentially so they'll be milling and overlaying that whole section after we get those two reconstruction areas fixed up both the east and westbound lanes all right yes Laura Jake thank you both for coming in and keeping us informed on what's going out there on our roadways I greatly appreciate it you're welcome thanks for having us you bet thanks Floyd all right when we come back we're going to speak to the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce this is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM Sheridan. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember... The initial consultation is always free. I'm Michelle Hart from Cody, Wyoming. Last year, my husband Tim was on a wildland fire down in New Mexico, and he was injured um, parachuting into the fire, and he unfortunately passed away uh, nine days later. Shortly after he died, I actually went to D.C. and asked to meet with Liz. We had a very intense and emotional conversation about these issues. Liz was really surprised when I was telling her about the issues of homelessness, pay disparity. She really wanted to do something about that. Those words were followed up with action. I just really enjoyed getting to work with her and having her supporting Tim's Act in the House and really pushing and putting pressure on legislators to be able to do something to fix these issues that are really critical to the public safety. She's a true fighter on their behalf, and I look forward to continuing to get to work with her until these issues are fully resolved, and I know I have her commitment in doing that. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. 
Paid for by Liz Cheney for Wyoming. Hammer Chevrolet has a lot full of quality pre-owned vehicles, Troy Baker. Bob, the lot changes daily. If you're looking for fuel efficiency, we have a 2017 Infiniti QX30 luxury all-wheel drive that gets 21 in the city and 30 on the highway for $24,495. We also have a 2016 Chevy Trax LT all-wheel drive that gets 24 in the city and 31 on the highway for $19,795. All of our pre-owned vehicles are priced below any VA value. That's how we do business. Hurry in. The lot changes daily. Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Downs are online. HammerChevy.com. You've been thinking about building your dream home. Vista West is the place to be. Hi, it's Jack and Kathleen Wood from Best Real Estate. You're right, Jack. With five to seven plus acre lots starting at around 250000 Vista West is just what you're looking for with less than three miles from downtown Sheridan. You heard her, folks. I'm right. Wait, what? Building your luxury dream home with natural landscaping and views of the Bighorns. Vista West is Sheridan, Wyoming's premier executive building site. Call Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307-763-1249. It's time to live your life the best at Vista West. And I was Right. Brokered by EXP. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Brought to you by our friends over there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. The Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce's Government Affairs Committee will be hosting the candidate forums for the primary election candidates on Monday, June 27th and Tuesday, June 28th at 6 p.m. at the Wyo theater and all voters are encouraged to attend and joining me this morning to talk about this and some other upcoming events is the chief executive director of the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce Dixie Johnson good morning Dixie good morning Floyd now uh, you just came from Ucross I did yes we had our chamber coffee out there this morning so the chamber's business retention and expansion committee about every third month or so of their meetings they hold the chamber coffee and so those will take place the the fourth Thursday of the month at 8 a.m. and UCross Foundation was gracious enough um, wonderful hosts for our chamber coffee and it was a beautiful drive out and back this morning it was a little warm on the way back though already oh really and and, you know I love that area out there I've gone out there a few times to cover uh, other events right and and into the uh, gallery i've kind of wandered around the area a little bit what a fantastic place to just go have some coffee with uh, a couple of buddies it really is and so we were actually at the raymond plank center which is right there at the junction of 1416 highways um and we had caitlin heather and vicky um from the ucross foundation that were wonderful hosts we had probably a couple dozen people that uh, came out. We enjoyed uh, some great roundtable updates, um, conversation, uh, connection building, networking, and uh, we were able to learn a little bit and have a little bit of a presentation from the Ucross Foundation. So they're going to be celebrating their 40th anniversary, I believe, next year. So there's a lot of great things in the works that they'll be, um, you know, sharing and, and announcing. It was interesting, you know, they did indicate, you know, they are an uh, artist residency program yeah. and one of the top three, I think, in the country. So uh, it's it's just a, a wonderful hidden gem that we have in our area and part of the Sheridan County community. Now, I just said uh, uh, Laura Dallas from YDOT in right. here with mm-hmm. uh, Jake Wisnot. We were talking about the Main Street Project. Right. Um, what are some of our business owners talking about? Uh, what's the conversations there between the business owners, the chamber? What are their concerns, I guess? You know, I think probably uh, more than anything, their biggest concern is access to their businesses and making sure that they can still operate um, you know, a profitable business mm-hmm. during this uh, this period of time, which we all know it has to happen and nobody likes it, you know. If you had a choice, would you have your streets torn up right. and, and all of that? But um, I want to give credit to YDOT. We've been talking with them for, gosh, a couple years knowing that this was was happening as part of their STIP and um, working together along with the Downtown Sheridan Association, um, you know, they're, they really are going to try to do everything they can through signage and just being very thoughtful, uh, you know, as they're uh, closing the areas, you know, trying not to close any more than they have to, to try to keep um, directional signage, different parking options, those types of things to get people still to the businesses. So again, while nobody really likes it, you know, it's something that has to be done, especially with the city of Sheridan's, um, you know, 
aging uh, pipes that have to be replaced, right? right? right. Infrastructure you know, underneath. right, and that's 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 one of the things that um, will probably take a little bit longer in some portions of it. I'm sure they spoke about it. I wasn't able to hear what they were talking about, but um, my understanding is the north part of it, I guess, of the closure um, will be a little bit longer just because they have two utilities to replace as opposed to one when you get like the Smith Alley South. And so it, while it is a two-year uh, plan and project, hopefully it'll go uh, faster yeah. than they expect <laughs> yeah. and maybe cheaper than they're anticipating. Uh, and hopefully the impact um, on our businesses will be, won't be as severe as people are, you know, are, are fearing. Right. And, you know, again, I think if we all work together and we will continue to work on this, work with our businesses, work with the downtown Sheridan Association, the city of Sheridan and YDOT to make sure that we're all doing everything we can to direct people and keep that traffic flowing in and out of businesses on Main Street. And speaking of communication, we've got an upcoming candidate forum. We do, two of them, yes. And so it's interesting with our primary um, election date coming up in August, typically the Chamber and our Government Affairs Committee historically have held candidate forums, and it's one of the things we do every every other year, right? Um, And we never really know how many candidates we're going to have. Uh, Some years we have more than others, of course, and this year we've got a pretty good uh, list of candidates for a lot of our contested positions. So what the candidate forums will be um, will be two nights of Canada Forums held at the Y.O. Theater, Monday the 27th, so this next Monday, and Tuesday the 28th. And um, we decided to move it up a little bit earlier, even though the primary election isn't until August. We wanted to get it, get this information out so people would have access and be able to make hopefully really informed choices and also we'll get to the polls. And with absentee voting opening on July 1, we felt it was really important to try to get the information out a little earlier. So that's why we're doing it in June, yeah. uh, you know, um, and with the candidate filing period not ending until May 27th, we had a little bit of a window, but we're really, really pleased. Um, and I want to give credit to my team member, Karen Myers, who is our government affairs um, liaison, our committee liaison, who really, as soon as we knew, was getting in contact with the candidates. So it would get you know, they would make sure that it was on their calendar. So Monday night, again, these are for contested positions, and this will be a moderated candidate forum just to to make no, you know, I don't want anybody to be mis, um, misinterpreted. It's not a debate necessarily. There will be uh, a portion of it, every candidate that is there in a contested race, right? If you're uncontested and you're moving through anyway to the general, we didn't um, include them just because we have a large pool right, in the contested yeah. races, you, you right? You get to say whatever you want to say out right. in the open anyway. Yeah. And there's a lot, there will be a lot of opportunity to get to learn about those candidates, including, you know, shared media. You guys do a great job of getting the candidates in here, visiting with them, interviewing them, and, and trying to get to know what their platform is through this primary first. I can't right. fit that many people in the studio. Right, right. So Monday night, starting at 6 p.m. at the Wyo Theater, and this is open to the public, and we really do encourage people to come and listen and take their notes and, you know, and, and start, you know, kind of determining where they're going to, you yeah. know, check the box. Formulating your choice. Yeah. Right. So we will have on Monday, uh, we're planning to have, and this, of course, we understand sometimes uh, schedules change or something happens and people can't make it. But right now we have confirmation from these candidates. Are you good if I read right, those? Go for it, please. So clerk of district court will have Renee Botton and Rachel Borgelli. And please forgive me if I butcher anybody's names. I'll try not to. County coroner candidates Thomas Bennett and Robert Byrd. County treasurer candidates Katie Aris and Kevin Harding. We also anticipate we'll have three of the four Candidates for county sheriff, we're anticipating Levi Dominguez, Brandon Leonard Masters, and Roger Miller will be in attendance. Zach McLean uh, wasn't able to be there, won't it, has indicated he's not able to be there. Um, and then county commissioner's candidates, I believe we have all of them planning to attend, and we'll get to hear from them. Michael Arzi, Dennis Fox, Christy Burgess-Haswell, Brian Helfrich. Holly Jennings, Nick Siddle, Jason Sheffs, and Alan J. Thompson. And then also rounding out the evening, the Sheridan City Council member candidates will have all but one. Uh, we did have one, I believe, that withdrew, and that was Jacob Martin, yep. right? Yep, he did withdraw. I think he'll still end up being, his name will be on the ballot, so I know the elections office will have to uh, get some information out about that. However, we anticipate Clint Beaver, Lynette Catanio, Dustin Corin, Neil Fancher, Aaron Linden, Greg Luman, Andrew Patzig, Terry Weitzel, and Jack 
Lakewood will all be joining us. Unfortunately, Troy Cochran had another obligation, um, so he won't be able to be there. But this is a really, really strong group of candidates, going to be a lot of information. So we'll open it up with a two-minute intro. Each of them will have up to two minutes to give an intro. And then after some uh, a number of questions asked by our moderator, yeah. um, and they'll have a certain amount of time to answer those, and each one will get a chance to answer the same question, then they'll each have a two-minute closing. So it'll take a you know a few hours, and I, and I anticipate that it will be a, um, could be a little bit long, if you will. So um, you know, encourage people to grab a bottle of water there at the Wild Theater or whatever and come and, um, again. But, but please come. We also will be live streaming it. Um, provided that our technology, there isn't any glitch, you know, you right, always, right. you always want to do these the things, machine. right? Uh, we're planning to live stream it on the chamber's YouTube channel. And then within about 24 hours, we should have that recording available. So if somebody isn't able to make it in person, uh, we will continue to get the information out. It'll be on our website and we'll send some additional media um, notifications out to you. So you can hopefully share that as well. Absolutely. So that's Monday night. And um, Tuesday night, of course, state positions, right? So uh, we anticipate the following uh, candidates for the governor's position will be there. Uh, Brent Bine, Mark Gordon, Teresa Livingston, Rex Rammel, and Rex Wild. Uh, we un- uh, did hear, or I don't think we've heard from James Scott Quick that he's able to attend. And then also the Secretary of State candidates, Mark Armstrong, Dan Dockstatter, Chuck Gray, and Tara Nethercott will be in attendance. State Treasurer candidate Kurt Meyer, um, but Bill Gallup has indicated he's not able to attend. So we'll hear from uh, State Treasurer Kurt Meyer. And then Superintendent of Public Instruction, we have all but one that have confirmed. Megan Dagenfelder, Thomas Kelly, Sergio Maldonado, uh, Brian Schrader, and Jennifer Zerba. Uh, Robert White has indicated he won't be able to be there. And then uh, to round out our legislative uh, delegates, we will have State Senate District 21, Bo Beitman and Mark Hansen in attendance. State Representative District 29, Gary Miller, Ken Pendergraft, and Martha Wright in attendance. And Representative District 40, Barry Crago and Richard Tass have indicated they'd be there. And then also District 51, Brian Miller and Cyrus Western. So uh, a good, strong group of candidates, contested positions. And we're, our government affairs committee is working really hard to finalize some really good questions that will help um, provide that information that voters hopefully are looking for. Now, when it comes to formulating these questions, uh, uh, do you ever accept those from the community? Is that how we do this? We Yes, and in the past, um, you know, things have changed and morphed just a little bit. Um, so years ago, we would have an opportunity for people to come and write their questions down on cards and submit it to question evaluators. Um, with technology and getting the word out, ahead of time, and that's part of the reason why I'm so fortunate to be on your show today, we want to let the public know that they can submit questions for consideration to the chamber in advance. So for Monday's candidate forum, if they have questions that they would like our government affairs committee to consider, if they can get them to us by noon on Monday, that would be great. We have a group that will be working on formulating those final questions. Um, And then for that night's candidate forum, and then likewise on Tuesday by noon for Tuesday nights. Now, a couple of things just to remind people, we don't ask specific questions to individual candidates. Um, You know, like, hey, Floyd, why did you vote this way? Or what are you thinking about doing that that's directed to one candidate? We just unfortunately don't have the time. And our purpose really with the candidate forums is to get the information out there, to be that conduit. That's what our committee wants to do, be that conduit to help people get to the polls and make informed choices, right? And so um, we have limited time, a lot of candidates. So we really do have to have some of those questions already identified in advance of the candidate forums. Now, there is something uh, we did talk about uh, the idea that if somebody does come and they have a, 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 a question for a candidate, many of the candidates will stay around um, afterwards. Uh, and so they could talk to them outside of the Wyo Theater. And or um, if they want to submit them to us, we'd be happy to get those to the candidates and they can contact that person directly. So maybe put a phone number or email address at the bottom of the questions so they can be contacted by the candidates. Right. And we will have some of those index cards and and some of our committee members, uh, volunteers helping us throughout. Now, 
if there is a reason that we have to pivot and switch a question or something, uh, we will have two people sitting up on the stage in addition to our moderator, two people that will be, you know, if if we have to make any changes to any of those questions, um, will be there as well. All right. Uh, uh, now, real quick. Um that was a great breakdown, by the way. You did a fantastic Oh, job. you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot a, to get out there really lot, fast. It, you Dixie. know, but we take it really, really seriously. This is really important. Absolutely. You know, it's important to our chamber. It's important to our government affairs. But it's important to the community. And, again, uh, the chamber, as a catalyst for business prosperity and a champion for a stronger community, you know, we don't wear just one hat. We wear two, you know, two mm-hmm. hats. And we want our community to be the strongest. We want to make sure that people get to the polls. And I was just visiting with Gail Simmons this morning at our chamber coffee, and she indicated that the last election, there were about 30% of the voters actually that were eligible actually voted in the primary, whereas upwards of 60 voted in the general. However, many of the um, seats or the the positions were already decided in the primary. So getting more people out to the polls in the primary is really important. We would really encourage people to, uh, to you know, take a little bit of time, get to know your candidates, and then be able to make those choices. Absolutely. And if you've got a question, uh, I can tell you that the majority of these individuals or a lot of these individuals who actually already hold the seats uh, during my conversations with them, they're pretty gracious when it comes to, I'm going to try and get that answered for you. I'm going to do my best to get back to you. Right. I mean, these are, you know, this isn't uh, the federal government that we're dealing with. This is our local government. Uh, These are our friends and neighbors. Right. These are fellow community members. Absolutely. And they're the ones that are representing you. And exactly. so it's important. And and also the ones that will be moving our community and our state forward. As right? we go forward. Yes. All right, Dixie, thank you so much for coming in and making sure that this information gets out. Thank you, and we'll see you next month. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. It's about time we have a member of Congress who actually wants to represent us. Luckily, a true daughter of Wyoming, Harriet Hageman, is hoping to do just that. Harriet Hageman is a fourth-generation Wyomingite. She was raised on a ranch outside of Fort Laramie. Harriet Hageman attended Casper College on a livestock judging scholarship and then the University of Wyoming for her bachelor's and law degrees. Harriet has spent most of her career protecting those who put food on our table and gas in our cars against federal government overreach. Liz Cheney? She can't find Wyoming on the map. She has spent most of her life inside the Beltway. She's more interested in furthering the establishment agenda than ruffling feathers. Harriet Hageman gets it. She gets us. Harriet knows what we want, what we need. Let's send her to Congress to represent us. I'm Harriet Hageman, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message paid for by Hageman for Wyoming. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. There's no better way to freshen up after winter than to have your carpets professionally cleaned. Nobody has more experience cleaning carpets than Captain Clean. Always free estimates, 100% safe. Just call the captain today to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. Life is already so busy. Why make stops at multiple stores when there's one store that has you covered for projects big and small? CNB Sheridan now carries home and gardening products from hoses, grass seed and tools to John Deere lawn tractors and compact tractors. Everything you need to keep your lawn looking great. All in one convenient location. Stop in and check out their expanded inventory and see for yourself why CNB Sheridan, located at 2491 Heartland Drive, is your 
new one-stop supply shop for all things home and garden. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway, open seven days a week. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, News Talk 930. K-R-O-B. 